I don't want to be the same player I was last year. I want to be better you know, in, in all aspects. And uh, I mean, even on that traje- trajectory, I was you known to, to the player of the year uh, conversation. And so I don't want to make it a, a conversation anymore. That next, this next year, I want to you know, ball out, win that award, but I want to take my team to the playoffs and you know, even higher than that. But that it's all based on what we do as a team and you know, how we can uh, build chemistry with each other. I know it's kind of hard with with COVID and getting in the in the building, so we gotta just work with what we got. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Admittedly, it's been difficult for me to get my head around this off season usually the months of may june and july are full of intrigue I mean, you want to think about all of the ways that the team has improved and get into the greater afc north it happens kind of naturally every year it's like a countdown a seasonal countdown and this year that has been completely disrupted The NFL has consistently postured like the season is a foregone conclusion. But then, slowly, drip by drip, it's canceled the preseason games. And right now, it seems like everything is ramping up. They have a timeline in place. But as you look at the details, a confusing picture begins to emerge. And looking around at the sports landscape in general, you see kind of these cardboard cutouts playing, this backyard baseball style of empty arena baseball, empty arena basketball, which doesn't really make sense in some ways, right? UFC. And then you think about the NFL. Are they going to do these games without fans? Are people going to go to the stadiums at all? Is there going to be such a thing as a home field advantage? There are so many questions about this experiment. And so much money hangs in the balance. John Stinchcomb in his Daily Dog Chow noted an article from ESPN uh, which said that NFL players who attend high-risk events and contract coronavirus face team discipline comma lack of pay that article states that players could lose money if they contract coronavirus doing things that the league deems to be dangerous and on the list of things that they stated uh, could be described as high risk they said that attending events like an indoor nightclub with 15 or more people or an indoor party with 15 or more people I guess 15 people is the magic number for the NFL Uh, But if you're a player and you're out doing something that people think of as dangerous or high risk, that could be on you. You might be left out in the cold. Rams tackle Andrew Whitworth, former Bengal, (laughs) last week said that players are going to have to be careful outside the building. And it's not just the players either. It's the players and their close confidants and circle of friends and the people around those people as well. So it's not just the players. 
It's the players and the people they love that are going to be affected by this action. So we see the new schedule to start the season. The first week, there are days and days upon repeated testing. I guess there's multiple tests that have to be passed before the players are even allowed in the facility. And if players don't like this, they can opt out. There is an option for them to take a $150,000 or $350,000 stipend for this year. Of course, that will come out of future earnings, but there is there, there are options for these guys if they don't feel comfortable with the situation that they're going to go into. And I know those deadlines are coming up for that decision, I think, by the 1st of August. Normally, during offseason, we get a steady reveal of the year to come. This offseason was different. Different. If there is a straight truth for this week, that's the word. The word is different. Sometimes people talk about competition and the best competitors being able to handle adversity or being able to deal with change. But that's not what we are seeing here. This is not change or adversity. This is different. The rules, the leverage, all that, has it's completely changed. It's not the same for anybody on any level of the NFL hierarchy. The NFL hierarchy, these teams are engaged in like a 32-team, let's call it a chess tournament. But this is like having a chess tournament where before the game starts, you could randomly lose vital pieces before the game. I want to stress that these surprises will affect everybody kind of equally. But this is going to be a really fascinating ride. But at the same time, I can't help wondering if the perception that people have of this will be that it's just all too dangerous. In any case, I think they set a pretty high standard for safety. I'm kind of curious to see how different the results will be given this game before the game. Peter King recently noted that he felt this would be the year that the Detroit Lions or some team like this won. I think he's right in the sense that it might not be the team that we think it's supposed to be. But I think that there's something you can say about the type of different that's happening right now in the NFL. I think that this is the rare scenario where changes favor the new regimes. Because for new regimes, coming into this situation, there's far less adjustments. There are far less adjustments when what you're doing is building from scratch. It's like with schools. You want an established, experienced teacher for your kid. But that's only if they're going to be in a school building. Out of school, you need something completely different than that model. I'm curious at how the Browns are handling this. This summer, they had a couple of Zoom pressers where we could hear the coaches and coordinators talk about these adjustments. Uh, really pleased overall with the work we were able to get done. Uh, credit goes to the position coaches, the coordinators, to the players themselves. I really think these guys, uh, they, they attacked this thing, and, and that was great to see uh, the coaches 
put out a lot of content, uh, more than I'm sure they've ever done before. So they'll be ready to speak at any clinic come next year. We'll have plenty of content for those. But uh, really, uh, and the players, you know, we we required them to do the workouts and send the video of the workouts in, and, and they did a great job. And, and just the message of seeing some of our guys lifting in their garage or seeing a, a player, I don't know if this is safe, but seeing the player bench press and having two, uh, a white cooler on either side be his bench rack uh, was, was pretty cool. Uh, from a message standpoint of, of whatever it takes, these guys are willing to do to put the work in. So uh, credit to our players. Those are the words of Kevin Stefanski uh, from clevelandbrowns.com, giving us an idea of how he thinks the players are handling and dealing with this new transitional period. He comes off as calm and uncollected, even though this situation is anything but a normal one. And he added this about dealing with the offseason transitional chaos. All offseason long, we've had a plan and then we're ready to pivot. So, and if we hear differently, we'll, we'll pivot and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll adjust when we get that information. Yeah, I think we'll, if, if, if that does happen, we'll be ready. Uh, I think obviously you want reps uh, for your players from a learning standpoint. You want reps for players from an evaluation standpoint. But uh, I'm sure that whatever the rules are, they'll be the same for all 32 and, and, and we'll deal with it as it comes. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware that what he stated was, it was, you know, platitudes, essentially. But uh, maybe it's just me, but I really like Coach Stefanski and I'm excited to see what his leadership brings this organization going forward. It seems like he strikes, he strikes the right tone pretty naturally with it. But it seems like he's focused on the things that he needs to be focused on in terms of being a manager of the organization, of the of the coaching realm. So as I listen to how he is striking this tone for the organization, I wanted to hear what our new coordinators had to say about how they're dealing with the transition. You know, initially you're kind of concerned, obviously as a, a staff coming in for the first time, not being in a face-to-face meeting with your players, that's something that's lacking right now, that connection and building that connection. Um, but there's a lot of great information from a lot of great coaches that are now uh, recorded, that they have the ability to go back and not just hear in an installation meeting or I might get up and talk about install three pass game and then, then it's gone. You know, then you go to your coaches and then it's gone. Now it's in a, it's in a library. You can always go back to install three. You can pull up the, the recordings again and refresh yourself. So there are some benefits to it, but it's, it's been different and unique. But I think uh, we're getting the most out of it that we can. Um, you know, the big part is when you come into a meeting, I think it's just do, do it like you would if you're in the room. And that's where those connections are made. The friendships are made. Trust is built. Um, you know, I always try to allow those guys to have five minutes of, hey, what'd you do yesterday? Or how was your weekend? Just to, you know, how's your mom, dad doing? Or how's the baby? Uh, just to, you know, to connect and get to know each other uh, deeper. And it, it's different from a meeting, uh, you know, uh, aspect is doing it in person, but it still allows those guys to communicate with each other and kind of catch up and, you know, get on each other a little bit and, and uh, you know, hold each other accountable, uh, bust chops a little bit. So we still do have some of that connectivity that's going on. It's just not face-to-face. That was Alex Van Pelt reminding some of the former head coach, Freddie Kitchens. But he goes on to talk about how he's relating to his new quarterback and some of the tools they're using to connect uh, when they can't be in the same building. 
and kind of the, the technology I got was from a golf lesson I, I had 10 years ago and they used this, this app that I still use to this day. And you can really slow-mo and break it down and you can draw on the app as well. So it gives me the ability to share my screen with, with Baker, watch his feet and really you can, you can zoom all the way into just the feet and you can talk about each step, you know, and, and, and the position of each step, the length of each step. Um, it's actually a pretty cool tool. It's the first time I had really used it extensively to teach footwork, um, but it's, it's, it's been useful. So what about Baker? Yeah, for starters, I think Baker's, you know, he, he has done everything I'd expect from him as a starting quarterback. And, and his work ethic is great. He's, you know, um, he jumps into other meetings that aren't required. He'll sit in the receiver meetings. Uh, when they have him, he'll sit in the running back meetings from time to time as well. So he's, he's, he's all in. He's doing it exactly how we'd expect him to do it. Um, as far as the standpoint of our offense and the, and the people we've added, obviously, you get extremely excited about the additions to the offense. Uh, through free agency and through the draft, hats off to the scouting department uh, for bringing those people in. I thought, man, we, we hit it out of the park there. Um, extremely excited about what we have. Um, you know, can't wait to get together to see it all unfold in person. But um, if you just look at the players that we've acquired, the people we've added, I think that you would say our side of the ball, we look like we're in pretty good shape, uh, you know, from a personnel standpoint. Just excited to get in front of these guys and, and get to know them better as people. That, of course, Coach Alex Van Pelt from ClevelandBrowns.com. I'm very curious to see how his relationship with Baker Mayfield gels and what this offense looks like uh, coming into the 2020 season. Wow. Uh, Then, of course, we have to hear from defensive coordinator Joe Woods as he shows how he's dealing with this difficult transition. I loved hearing Joe Woods articulate his vision for the Cleveland Browns defense. You know, obviously, um, with Miles, Olivier Vernon, um, Sheldon Richardson, the guys we have, Larry, the guys we added in the draft, uh, Billings and for agency, I, I feel really good. I've been part of teams, you know, going back to Denver and San Francisco where everything started up front. And I feel like with the guys that we have in our defense right now, I feel like we can we can really do some things in the run game and the pass game with the guys that we currently have. Again, I've been on some good defensive staffs the last couple of years. Um, going back to my time in Minnesota, uh, my time in, in Denver with Wade Phillips, and then last year with San Francisco. Um, what I'm really putting together is a combination of what I feel like has been the top defenses the last basically 10 years. So it's really a combination of the things that I've done in Minnesota, Denver, and San Francisco. And they, they all fit together. Um, again, we've been, we're almost through our whole install. So I feel like it's going to be a really good defensive package that's simple where the guys can play fast, but I think it'll cause some problems for, for the offenses. Man, it all sounds so perfect on paper, but I want to hear how Joe Woods thinks about how the team is going to get from here to there? Well, the first thing, really in NFL, the way it's trended, you know, over the last decade or so, it's you really don't do things physically on the field in terms of tackling guys, bringing them to the, guy, to the ground. So a lot of drill work and individual, a lot of group work in terms of teaching that aspect of it. Um, but I, I tell you what, honestly, I feel like these, these Zoom meetings have been really good because it forces you to be very detailed with everything you're trying to put in. So we've had really good conversations as a defensive staff to make sure that the exact wording's right, 
pitchers right, the lines are right. Um, and the same thing with the players, uh, because everything they're getting is virtually, so they're asking a lot of good questions. And, um, you know, the, our defensive staff has done a great job. I mean, we're doing things uh, with testing, PowerPoint. We have different uh, apps that, that coaches are using. I mean, I get on meetings every day with each position group, and it's I think they're doing a great job, and I think they're learning a lot. The physical part of it, that's the stuff we can't get. We just have to wait till we get on the field. The time is drawing nearer for us to see what that Cleveland Browns defense looks like in 2020, courtesy of Joe Woods. You know, like right now, I'll install the defense, and then our coaches will have an install that's more specific to their position. And part of it is a playbook install. Then the other part of it is a video install, which will include practice tape, game tape. And then the coaches have done a great job giving quizzes. Um, We also do stuff online where uh, we'll ask them a question, whether it's about a defense or a play, where they have to answer to their chat. You know, because when everybody's on the same screen, one guy says, oh, it's that. Everybody else is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you put them in the chat room, they have to answer individually. Now you really know if, if they know the question that you're asking them. So we've gone through great lengths to try to do as much as we can to really find out what they're learning. And to me, I really feel like it's going well. It was really good to hear from Joe Woods, as as well as the other two coaches, and get a a perspective of what we might see in the 2020 season for this Cleveland Browns football team. This year is certainly going to be different from anything that we've seen in the past. And and I've got some anticipation for 2020. I'll be back with you guys in a week or so uh, to let you know my impressions of the early returns of the football calendar. (laughs) Okay, so with that, we'll put this one in the books. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to make Dogs by Nature Radio a part of your day. Well, my name is Thelonious7. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Take care. <laughs>